Off the Ball Daily. A home for your favourite podcasts from Off the Ball. The performance rankings, a slight tangent, the crappy quiz, and you had to be there. Five goals in 20 minutes. It's just, you can't do that. Subscribe to the Off the Ball Daily podcast feed right now. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Funny, good morning to you. Morning, lads. How are you? You can look at this two ways. Uh, Brian O'Driscoll, uh, Johnny Sexton is like 37 and near the end of his career and aren't we all in the doo-doo very shortly? Or, as Brian O'Driscoll says, he's playing just as well as he's ever done. His vision is unbelievable. Um, and we have him for another World Cup and, fingers crossed, he stays fit and we could end up having the best out half at the World Cup. Yeah, look, it's a, it's a pretty strong endorsement and uh, you'd have to agree with a lot of it. I think he's... Um, He's obviously incredibly driven, and he's got a, a resurgence in his career. I think um, a lot of the Irish players in, in general, I think, were struggling in 2019 with the World Cup, and it, the whole thing just felt felt a little bit flat. And um, when you put that much pressure on yourself, and you've got that much kind of drive and determination, and that's your temperament, where you're a little bit, um, you show that frustration sometimes. Um, I kind of worried for him around that period, that, and I think most people did because he was kind of into his thirties, um, and uh, he was thirty-three or four at that stage. Um, that you know, maybe there's a real need now to change here. But there's, but we've had, we've had a number of years, Adrian, haven't we? Where we've, you know, all the provincial coaches and all the Irish coaches, and they've tried to close that gap I think mm. there was a period of Conor Murray and, and Johnny Sexton for a number of years that we all spoke about the gap the gap the gap between mm. the two of them you know they were on two line stores together it was 13 and 17 um, Murray was up there to, um, in South Africa as well mm. Warren Gatlin has admitted that he made a mistake in not bringing Johnny Sexton to mm. South Africa so they've been at the top of their game and, and he has been at the top of his game for a very, very long time. So that dip, which was um, not an individual dip, but it was a team dip and it was worrying and concerning. Um, but, you know, when you have... And Johnny would be the first to admit this, you know, he's playing behind um, incredibly intelligent, mm. good, helps. good rugby players who are on the same page. And I think that's always been a maybe a frustration for him particularly when he went to France that other people don't get on the same page his vision in the game is what impresses me he's always scanning always looking so um, yeah it's brilliant at the moment and I think he's uh, I was at the Sharks game last week in the RDS and you know you think it's early season stuff and Mm, just do the basics ship on the ball kick well but he's driving the team and he's driving himself to look for opportunities all the time so um, you know, I don't know how he personally feels. Has he got a resurgence given, you know, like I was there in New Zealand up close and I interviewed him before the first before the first test. And, you know, there's a natural feeling here that you think this is a pretty daunting task. Um, so a lot of good Irish teams have been there before. Um, how will this work out, you know, away from home? Um and I just felt, you know, he's he's such a strong character, um, and that kind of rubs off on players around him. Mm. And I just felt that they, he believed, um, he believed that they would 
they had a great chance in New Zealand and if they played to their potential it wasn't a case of hitting hope stuff um, if they execute and do what they do well um, but they become a strong cohesive unit Ireland particularly after that rebuild since world, the World Cup in 19 where there was a lot of fragility there and there was a lot of vulnerability and opposition teams sensed that it doesn't guarantee that they're going to go right to the World Cup and do brilliant they, it's sport is kind of cruel sometimes like that Shane Just on that uh, on Sexton the Sexton temperament and there's been myself and Adrian before you came in we're talking a little bit about referee abuse and talking to referees and that sort of thing uh, so, some, somewhat uh, discussion has been made around the way Johnny Sexton spoke to, to Craig Evans last weekend against the Sharks um, what, what's your take on that because you're probably right in, in what he did in that he's the captain yeah. he can speak to, speak to referees but um, it was, I guess it was the tone of it that people had an issue with but what was your See, take on um, I think you'll and he's had a few issues over the years. He knows himself and he's not stupid. I think even after a game, he'll probably know that he's kind of pushing it a little bit here. Um, I would have had those frustrations when I was playing. If I was captain of the team, maybe <laughs> it's probably why I wasn't captain of, of teams, of uh, particularly in Munster. I captained him once and Declan Kidney, twice actually, Declan Kidney said to me in Belfast one time, I don't think there was anyone else to do the job and he kind of looked around and said, well, look, what do you think? And I said, well, <laughs> we both kind of said this is risky business here because uh, you're actually giving me a license to go at the referee and communicate <laughs> with him. Um, so it's a tough job and like he's so driven and he has that temperament to challenge everything, coaches, players around him and then you're a captain of a team and you've, you're, you've kind of that license. Um but he do, the point being, he has a license. A lot of the stuff I saw last week. Look at my view. But it was like the the people giving out about the whinging. Like he's what is he expected to do? It's like he's I got an avenue to go to talk to the referee to raise concerns. Like yeah. why would he not do that? He'd be in direction of his duty. If he's well, not you know what? I, if I if I was on the team and I was had the frustration which I did had have, have sometimes over certain decisions, I would love to have a captain like that who would go up and yeah. put the pressure on. Queries. Yeah. I said Johnny Holland I doing some analysis just, of the decisions. John, he just needs to be careful because tone it was the tone. Was the tone it? a little bit? And um, I think if you go up into the international stuff, and sometimes you will get the referees, you know. And I know this goes on with referees. They obviously talk to each other. They watch the games and they say, well, I'm not having Johnny Sexton in my ear all day now. So before the match, he'd be, they'd come in and say, look, I'm telling you now, Johnny, there's a way of doing this because it's gone out and everyone's watching this game and don't make my job any harder and all that kind of stuff. So you'll get some of that. And he's had a few issues with that over the years with some referees. Um, Peter O'Mahony's had it. He's very confrontational as well. Hmm. Um it's getting the balance of that right that it's in a you, way well, you're, you think he's over the top no I don't think he's over the top I think he just has to be careful with the tone I think putting the pressure on and, and, and asking the questions I think that I've no issues with that he's quite entitled to do that he just has to be a little bit different where it's not over see I I, I, I want as I said if I'm a player there, I want my captain putting that pressure on but if you turn the referee a little bit and he says, well, Johnny Sexton's asked me six questions now, like, you know, like, Johnny, mm-hmm. you don't have to ask me the six. I can't change my mind. Say yeah, it's but it's more a different the referee's time. part. If they, I, I look at I, I, uh, maybe I'm overstating it, but I definitely feel as if you're entitled to have a line. If the referee isn't able to have an adult conversation to say, you know, absolutely. like, here's my thought but process that, around this. Absolutely. That's the tone. And I've always said it when I had issues where I would have complained about penalties or I'm moving the hands and stuff 
at that particular moment it actually there's a lot going on in the referee's head he's just made a decision he's been looking at a breakdown there's probably numerous offences he can pick he could pick one it's just it's like having an argument with someone when the, when it's heated you just want to make sure that you keep it at a level that's it can it doesn't frustrate someone yeah there's been a couple of times over the years in some of the international games where we've heard Wayne Barnes like continuously saying Johnny stop 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 or whatever so you just got to be careful I think all the questions were legitimate last week there was one where Luke McGrath made the break and um, Johnny Sexton put him away he got a heavy tackle mm. there was a breakdown Werner Koch the winger um, the Sharks winger gets back and he poaches the ball and Johnny then is making the point that one of the Sharks players didn't roll away to prevent him from cleaning him out you know, sometimes there's ones there that, you know, you can make the point rather than saying it should have been different. Just say, look, I couldn't clean the player up. So, look, like I say, I, 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 I'm not critical of this. I just think he needs to be careful I thought you'd love himself. it. I thought, no, because, be, be I, hey, come over. here. That's exactly what I... And I remember one great incident when I started playing for, for Munster when Mick Alway was captain. And we I think we played Ulster and Interpro down in Limerick. And... There was a number of things going on in the game early on and there was a fair bit of niggle and and I I was kind of like, I think Gala was trying to hold me back a little bit and keep me in some way control and I remember he went up to the referee and said, you need to sort this out now or we'll sort it out. Right. And I remember thinking, even though it was a very strong statement, it was a message to the referee that this is getting out of hand now, and I'm yeah. giving you a break to this point. <laughs> and that wouldn't know, wash now. That would be no, uh, he'd no, be put in the say that nowadays, yeah. nowadays. But look, I love his I love his drive. Yeah, if he's got an Ireland shirt on, like, I, I I do think like yeah, I saw some of the interaction. Some of it was coming from South Africa. That's stuff that you were talking about. Mm. Whinging from South Africa from a rugby writer who's since locked his account, so nobody can give him any guff. But that's fine. But I do think that like if he's got an Ireland shirt on him, the whole country's going go mad, Johnny. Perfect. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the one the one for the, uh, Van Rensburg where he had the two tackles and the sending yeah. off, um, absolutely, you've got to be strong and dominant there where there was two actions of foul play from the player. And it's fine, the player being very remorseful afterwards. But like you're thinking, he's just... He had a, the first one was a red card alone and then he's over in the wing and he's like, another tackle. Yeah. So... You know, he has to be really strong there as a captain to say that this, yeah, this is not good enough. I'm not accepting this as a captain. You know, now in fairness, Craig Evans, he sent the, ref- the player off. And I think he's a very good referee. He's a very good referee. Um, and he should have said something to, to Johnny if, he, if, if there's an issue with it. And I don't know if there is a major issue with it. Um, he just needs to, I think the tone and the interact, there's look, find a loads of interaction. And there is times where you need to put that pressure on where it is kind of, People can hear it as well, and it does put pressure on the referee. He drops out of the team for the out of the squad for the Connacht game tonight, uh, seven thirty-five Sports Ground. Um, the the, the Lancer team doesn't look any the weaker without him, I have to say. But I did want to ask about one of the other players that drops out, Jason Jenkins. Have, did, I know he was injury prone last season. Have Munster made an unbelievable error getting rid of him? Or letting him go, however it's coming. Yeah. Um, why, why did they let him go? I think it's down to you know it's down to budgets, but it's also down to you know trying to get Thomas Ahern through there and get more game time. 
RG Snyman is back. So if you look at if they get everyone fit and available, if RG Snyman is playing for Munster to start of the season, maybe nobody's asking. Everyone's probably saying. But he's looking. He, the thing is now he looks so he good looks for so Leinster. Good. He's fit Listen, and he's. Adrian, we all knew that was going to happen, yeah, didn't we? Yeah. You know what I mean. Even the player himself has spoken about his frustration that he didn't get a chance to to kind of um, play enough with Munster. I think Munster have been incredibly unlucky with some of the signings over the years and going right back to when you think Christian Cullen came mm. you know certain players getting long term injuries and it's the worst possible scenario when you're a team that needs that overseas player to really kind of make a difference when you're bringing through younger players you're you're trying to change personnel and improve as a team if Jason Jenkins is out for Leinster for a couple of I weeks I know we're having a different conversation you know, but even if he's injured for Leinster now for an, till after Christmas they're not going to be usually yeah. Uh, yeah. suffer from that but look it's um, there's you know Thomas Aaron was brilliant in the emerging tour so that is the hope that that Snyman comes back um, Thomas Aaron is there there's Finneen Witchley Ty Byrne John Klein you suddenly have five or six second rows but mm. you don't have you know, Jason yeah. Jenkins is quite unique and he'd be very strong for Leinster this year. What about that? So Furlog in, Doris, Ryan, Cohn and Van der Flyer all into the pack. Uh, Ross Burns at 10. Uh, Connors has made a bunch of changes as well, but that Leinster pack, it's hard to get beyond, even though it's in Galway, thinking that Leinster are going to win this tonight in the strength Yeah, of but that. Connacht, I think um, it's really important and I think um, that game last week was vital for Connacht as well. Obviously, we spoke a lot about how it was vital for Munster for for the sa- some of the same reasons. But I think for Connacht, um, you know, they've got Scarlets at home next week. They've it's it's going to be difficult tonight, even though there's changes and it's not as strong yeah. as Leinster could go. They played them four times last year, didn't they? The closest they went was in the round sixteen game at home. They're well capable of it. Um, I think they'll have a great crowd there again tonight. They'll have that energy, that fire. But they can't forget where they were for the first three games, Connacht, in the discipline, um, the mistakes, the turnovers, all that kind of stuff, the errors they made. So I think for them, it's about them focusing on themselves tonight. Um, Sometimes you can get caught up with looking at a Leinster side and thinking this is, oh, there's a couple of players out here and there's a couple of players not playing. I think that's the real intrigue for me tonight, how Andy Friend's team respond they've gone to with six forwards on the bench again I think their pack was really good last week Gavin Thornbury who you think is the size and the physical specimen that you want to step up with an Irish side mm. has a you know had a bad injury last year he's been a bit stop start has he the ability to really kind of stake a claim now and, and, and get real leadership in his game and physicality well it's a great test tonight you know when you think that you know that that pack, that Leinster pack. I think the backs. There's obviously a lot of change, but you know the back row of Conan, Van der Fleer, Doris, James Ryan, Ross Maloney has been playing brilliant for him. Um, Tyg Furlong coming back. Dan Sheen is just like a, a Duracell bunny that yeah, never stops yeah, going. So it's a challenge. I thought Dave Heffern was brilliant last week. Someone you'd love to. I'd love to see him step up. I think mm-hmm. he has that ability to start having a presence with himself. Um, Finley Beelan played really well and I think you know obviously Peter Dooley and Josh Murphy you know they're playing against their old team tonight will it be will that bring a bit of spark in them um, and I think Jack Carty last week you know there was some criticism particularly with the kicks um, 
first game back it's difficult uncharacteristic misses for him so for Connacht tonight they've got to build a little bit of pressure um, try and manage the game in a tempo of the game sometimes it's very difficult to stop Leinster and they've started like a you know a steam train this year with their results and their performances but last week I think the Sharks exposed a few yeah. you know if you hold on to the ball for long periods against teams who are usually very dominant against you well you can create some opportunities and Connacht are an ambitious side but I think they need you know to read they need to be careful now because psychologically getting up for that game last week the challenge is can they get that same emotional pitch this week because the reality here is this Leinster group can put 20-30 points on anyone if they click mm. and they'll have guys in that team who were really determined to be in Leo Cullen's side going forward so it's an intriguing one Can I just ask you a last one for me Quinny on uh, a lot has been made this week of the, the Irish women's team and congratulations to them getting the World Cup but there's been a bit of uh, fallout from the from the dressing room videos and look Kenny Cunningham was on the show during the week in the evening um, and he was kind of referencing when they qualified for the World Cup in 2002 that you know there was no cameras in the dressing room and it kind of has brought up this idea of, of uh, I guess, that this discussion around dressing room culture. And I'm, look, I'm not going to ask you what type of songs you lads would have sang in dressing rooms over the years, but it certainly brought up a, an interesting discu- discussion on uh, what should and, and shouldn't be revealed about the inner workings of a dressing room, I guess. At, at, at a there should be no cameras in dressing rooms. Um, that's your private space. And we, I, I always felt that, you know, and I know the... the the TV providers and, and I work for a few and I do commentary and if I'm up in the commentary box in New Zealand for Sky and I'm looking down and and um, I can see into the dressing room you know the coaches at half time I like that or if I'm with Virgin Media and doing it um, for Six Nations you, you see but I always had a problem with that camera sitting in the corner and that's from a TV point of view so I would throw a towel over it or something Vera, like that Vera, Vera Powell did say it wasn't about I thought it was a credible line she said it wasn't about whether it was shot or videoed or not it was the fact that it happened yeah yeah that's fine but come here did you think the Munster team never sang Sean well, South from Gary Owen back in the day do you know what I mean yeah. like, sometimes you don't even think it a significance or, or what that how that can offend somebody else yeah this thing was played out it was the Celtic song it was it's you know of course it has to be addressed but it's it was a minor kind of judgement really here and I think um, now if they were full pay, full, if it was the men's senior team and you know they're fully paid professionals and they're all on decent money and playing you know they'd get more flack for it so there, there needs to be a bit of a break here but you know, there's always a danger in the dressing room. It's the same now for players going out and about. You know, there's camera phones everywhere, people record it. If two players actually have an argument in a pub who are on the same team, which is no big deal sometimes, or a debate, mm. there'll be someone there with a camera and yeah. suddenly that'll be mm. big breakup of, of such and such a team. So, um, yeah, the inner workings of the dressing room needs to say there. But, the, like... <laughs> Part of me goes, who the hell put this up online? It went up by one of the players was do, did an Instagram live of the celebrations. Yeah, you see, it's bad management there. You know, I, I go going back to Vera Poe, it shouldn't have happened. Well, my thing, it shouldn't have been going yeah. out there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, 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 you, you, it's risky, it risky business. And regardless of whether it was like, shot or many, not, how many times will that song? It's sang every week in Parkhead. No, that's uh, the 60s, I, it's 60, not great, people. in my view. But there we go. Yeah. The song I couldn't give two hoots about the lyrics. <laughs> those specific lyrics. Right, there, yeah, was yeah. there the same for Medwin Declan Rice um, was quoted saying up the ra. 
Well, the, nobody knew about him, and it was underage thing. And like people have referenced it a bit over the last no, few weeks. You were saying there's a hypocrisy recently. No, but I think yeah, of course. I, I'm not saying it's right, but it'd frustrate me if we were singing a song and uh, in a dressing room, and it's it's going, someone is streaming it live. You know what I mean? I think that stuff should. Well, I, I, I think uh, I think everybody's learned a lesson on that front. Yeah, at least yeah, probably won't happen keep again. Your phones away there in the dressing room for sure. Thanks, million. Cheers. Enjoy guys. the games over the weekend. OTB. With Gillette, get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.